When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, this is Ryan here. Just before we get started with today's episode, just wanted to let you know we do have the episode against the senators, but I had some issues with some technology and power went out at my house and stuff like that. So I'm not going to put it on the podcast feed, but if you would like to listen to it, it is available on YouTube. Without further ado, let's get along with the show. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Badano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Hey guys, welcome back to Sarcastic Remarks. My name is Ryan Chambers, and along with my brother Chris, we are the official Dallas Stars podcast of the Hockey Podcast Network. Thank you for choosing us to be with us here tonight. Uh, our sponsor for us is DraftKings. We appreciate them for being our sponsor of this episode this podcast, and all of THPN. Stars lose by a final score of 3-1 to tonight to the Boston Bruins, who are flying high. I never expected them to be doing this well at this point in the season. And, uh, Chris, what are your initial thoughts from this game? How are you feeling? It's Monty. Monty's the only reason they're doing good. We should have kept them. Uh, I, I think he kind of lost all, lost all hope of coming back to Dallas after he was yeah, told not know. to drink and, you know. Yeah, I don't know about this game, man. These past two games, I mean, the first line didn't score. That's a big problem. I don't know. I don't think the second line scored either. Uh, the last game nope. we had Kivy Ronta and Johnson. Tonight we only have Johnson. So if your first two lines don't score, it's kind of tough to win hockey games. Yeah, and we just needed a little bit of something. So uh, we got a lot of storylines to get into tonight, Chris. Uh, let's just jump right in. Um, obviously, the the biggest headline, literally like minutes before the game starts, no Mira Haskin in tonight, and that was very obvious uh, throughout the night that, oh, excuse me, that they really missed him. And I think one of the biggest parts they missed him on was the power play. Yeah, it sucked. I mean, after the first one, it was literally useless. So it was just taking two minutes off the clock is all it was doing without Mira Haskin, which really sucks, and it really proves that Suter is nowhere near as offensively talented as we need him to be 
for even a secondary power play, in my opinion. And this goes into the fact of where we can talk about how much we miss John Klingberg, in, at least in this particular case, because we scored one goal in tonight's game. I think he could have been a lot of help tonight. Um, just to get into the first period, uh, right off the bat, the Stars actually looked okay within like the first minute, and they were controlling the, pa uh, controlling the pace a little bit, and then Dallas Stars did Dallas Stars things, and they took three consecutive penalties. Yeah. Talk about that. the penalties, Chris. I mean, they haven't stopped. I mean, nothing's changed all season long. So make an adjustment at some point. Well, first it was Lindell. Second one was Garyanov, who was back in the game tonight and had mixed mixed bag feelings on, on tonight's game. Moments. And then uh, the, the third Boston power play uh, was uh, Colin Miller, who gets a roughing garbage. penalty. That, that I, go, go ahead and talk about that for a second, because I want to know your thoughts on that. Well, they lay a big hit on a star player, which, like, fine. It's it's a high hit. Whatever. It's hockey. It happens. So then you have to defend your guy, and he gets a penalty for defending his player. I mean, it, it, if that crap's going to happen, then, like, the self-policing that is a part of this game is just non-existent. But that's never called, and that's not going to get called in the future. So really, the stars should just get screwed on this one for no reason. And after that third power play, and the Stars were looking okay on, especially the second power play for Boston, they looked great. Their penalty kill looked really good. Uh, the first one was not very good, and it ended because uh, Dallas actually uh, got a penalty of their own. It was Taylor Hall who took that, so it was 4-4 four four for a while. But anyways, right after that third Boston power play, uh, Pasternak would score off of a slap shot from the left-hand circle, and it was just a, a rocket. It, it was perfect. I mean, Otter had no chance on that. It was just a great shot overall. Yeah, that's the shot that you have to stop when you're on the power play when that guy is on the, the circle. So he's going to score that every time, feels like. And it looked like through the first two power plays the Boston had, they were like very hectic with the puck. They are moving it around a lot. That third power play, they really took it slow and took their time in scoring the, that goal. I mean, I think it was like two passes, and they were in the zone for like, 15, 20 seconds before uh, Pasternak just let it rip. And it's one nothing Boston. Um, about two minutes later, I wanted to mention this. Suter had a really stupid ozone turnover that could it looked like it was going to turn into something, and Suter did not do very well on that. Um, so we kind of mentioned the hit. Uh, it was scary for a little bit because it looked like Hintz was not going to be put back in the game. He was staying on the bench, but he was not taking shifts. But I, what I thought was interesting was that Wyatt Johnston was actually playing in place of rope hands on that top line for, you know, even for just for a little bit, just the fact that he's taking that place on the top line that shows you he's got some confidence. Pete DeBoer does in uh, the 19 year old. Well, yeah. And he's, he's got three goals on the year. So he's tied for first and goals on the, the whole team. So tied for well, second. no, he's tied not. Second. He's tied for second because Pavelski got a hat. Pavelski had a hat. But trick, yeah. yeah, he, he's doing fantastic. Uh, Jim Nill made comments on a podcast earlier that he's making it really tough for them to send him down. And yeah, tonight adds on to that. I don't think he's getting sent down at this point. Yeah, we'll get into more of that tomorrow night on our live episode at 10.15. Yeah. We're going to try and stay out of that. Well, I'll try to. I really want to talk about it. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll try to stay out of it for now. Uh, my biggest takeaway from the first period, Chris, is literally three things. First one, stay out of the box. Second one, stay out of the box. Third one, stay 
out of the box. Like, for crying out yeah. loud, just stay out of right. the box. I thought you were going to say the first penalty, the second penalty, and the third penalty. I thought that Same was thing, right? Point. Same thing. <laughs> so, yeah. It, I mean, it not only, obviously, it gets us behind a goal this game, but you think about the Toronto game, they scored one out of, like, eight, so it was a great penalty kill night overall, but it just kills your momentum. You don't, you're not playing the guys you want to play. Uh, you're mixing up lines. So like different people are playing different amount of times who are on the same line and that screws it up how you want to swap your lines out. It's just, it's really, it's messing us up defensively, obviously, because it's a man advantage, but it's messing us up offensively as well because we can't get a consistent rhythm going into the zone and we can't keep an aggressive four check attack on them. So it, it, it shuts down really everything and there hasn't been an answer for it at all so far this season, which has really been the frustrating part. Like there hasn't been any kind of adjustment. It feels like. And especially after spending the night in Ottawa, well, not spending the night in Ottawa, but having a game yesterday in Ottawa and then coming into Boston late, early this morning, however you want to look at it, that's like the worst possible thing you could absolutely do. It was like not even a minute and a half in and they were already taking a penalty. And it was just, I mean, you can't do that on on a, on a back-to-back night. You you just you can't. You have to stay out of the box. And I mean, I'll give the stars credit where credits due. They did, you know, hang in there. But Boston did not play well tonight either. So yeah, the fact that the, I mean, if you're Boston, you're looking at this and you're like, wow, we really sucked it up and we still pulled out a win. So yeah. Um. Anyways, going into the second, shots are eleven to eleven in favor of nobody. Both teams are at eleven eleven. Um. And then about two minutes in, Wyatt Johnston gets his third of the year. It was, but in I know as much as we want to talk about Wyatt Johnston and how well he he's been doing in his short time up here up at the NHL, you got to give all the credit to Delandria on that play. Absolutely, and one hundred percent have to give it. To it. <laughs> yes. So, so. Uh, what did you? How, what have you thought about uh, Delandria's play over the well, last? He's been fantastic. Week? He. I think they said that uh, Delandria has also drawn five penalties so far this season. And it's been how many games? Seven games. So, yeah, he's been absolutely fantastic. Super aggressive on the puck. Just like on that goal, he's just plowing through people to get to the puck. And when you're doing that, you're going to draw trips. You're going to draw hooking penalties. He's been doing that all season long. He's looked fantastic. And he's been moved up the lineup constantly because of how great he's looked. I mean, I think he started tonight on the second line. And it got all jumbled around, of course, because of the penalties. But he's he's been played with some really good players. Well, it was actually Kiviranta who was playing uh, on that second uh, line because right, Kiviranta's right. been doing really well. So, and yeah. uh, Gary Onoff, obviously not taking advantage of his opportunities. But uh, anyways, it's one to one, and thanks to really it was Johnson who scores the goal, but it was really tied to Landria who deserves all the credit there. Um. There was some chaos in front of Olmark after that, and Glenn Denning was actually fairly noticeable tonight offensively. He had a couple of good chances. And just for the first 10 minutes of that period, I just thought the Stars were just all over the Bruins, but they just could not get that second goal tonight, and they weren't able yeah. to do it. Um, Glenn Denning had the a, first period of Ottawa where you got to find somewhere than just one goal when you're playing that well. you got you got to execute. Now, it's funny you mentioned that because they did – kind of compare it to the Ottawa game yesterday. I thought the game today was a lot better than the game yesterday. And the main thing I'm looking at is that second period. Because in the second period, that's when it really started shifting towards Ottawa's favor, right, in the game yesterday. Today, the Stars played really well in that first 10 minutes, but they just didn't get any execution. How many times have we said that over the course of the last yeah, decade? Yeah, let's not start saying that again. And Yeah, right, exactly. 
Um, the Stars would get a, a second power play opportunity. It was interference on Clifton. I thought it was kind of a iffy call, but the power play really Couple missed Mira Haskinen tonight. They sucked on that power play. Yeah. Um, worth talking about. <laughs> and then Mira's right not after there, that, power play bad. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I wanted to mention this too because Johnston's fingerprints were all over this, but there were two really good chances offensively for Hawk and Paw, and I forgot who the other one was right after that power play. So jo again, Johnston just showing that he deserves to be in the NHL and hopefully he stays. Um, I literally wrote Suter with a third good defensive play because at this point I was thinking positively about Ryan Suter because at that point he was doing really good in my opinion. Um, and then it there a goal goes in. Taylor Hall was a lucky shot and a, a fluke bounce. Uh, he scores from the right-hand circle and it bounced off of Suter's skate or his shin pad or something like I that. Mean, he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. 2-1 Boston. I've been on Suter Love Week, but this game he sucked. And on that play, you could say it's an unlucky bounce, and it is kind of an unlucky bounce. He's in the wrong position. You're not supposed to be on the far side post because those bounces happen. You need to be in the middle or on the near side post. And you need to outmuscle your man and move him if he's pushing you to the outside post. So it is kind of unlucky, but it's also he's in the wrong spot. Hey guys, it's Ryan here. It's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. There's a lot of matchups that are going to be coming up this season. I'm really looking forward to the Central Division. It looks like there's going to be about six teams out of the eight that I think have a pretty good shot of making the playoffs. So I'm really interested to see how the Central Division goes out there. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So that would end the second period, and I just wrote this with for my notes for, for my own sake. I wrote, really frustrating because of the way that period went. The way that period went, it, it was excellent considering, you know, we're on a night of a second night of a back-to-back. -back. Stars looked way better in that second period compared to the first period, and we had absolutely nothing to show for it. Yeah, it felt like we should have been leading after that period, and instead we're in the exact same spot. And when you're on the second night of back-to-back, -back, going into your sixth period in 48 hours, it doesn't look good. And it wasn't. <laughs> so going into the third period, uh, there were a couple of instances I wrote. I didn't write as much in the third period, but uh, Colin Miller had a really good uh, defensive play right at his own blue line. He stopped the two-on-one before it happened in that first minute of the period. And the most frustrating thing for me was about five minutes in, there was a four-on-one for Dallas, and there was no puck movement whatsoever. And I understand Glenn Denning's thought process, you know, wanting to take a shot, but you've got four guys. Like, e even just making Olmark move a little bit at least gives you a higher percentage of scoring a goal off of that odd man rush, and they didn't take advantage of it there. Yeah. 
I mean, what it really comes down to is Glendinning, you're not that guy, pal. I mean, <laughs> pass the puck. <laughs> you are not a first line forward. We need some movement here. You're not going to rifle one into the top corner, especially on a, a goaltender when he's playing as well as he was that night, too. I mean, Olmark was great. He really was. We he had a lot of good chances. Good, yes. He made a lot of big saves. You're not just going to beat him just with a shot. And he saw it coming the whole way, too. So you needed, needed something there. It was frustrating. Well, and the other thing that was a little bit frustrating is that he wasn't looking for a rebound, right? He was just going straight for the net. Like, if you shoot it low and it goes off the pads, at least you have a chance for a rebound for one of the other three guys that are around the net, but nothing. So that was really frustrating. Dallas would get a, another power play, a delay of game on Frederick as it goes out of the zone, and just nothing really no, on it. At all. Absolutely nothing on it. And I wrote this down because I thought this was interesting, but during that power play, Garyanov is getting some chances on the power play Garyanov, and getting put on the second line. And Garyanov I don't know if... Power play. I, I don't know. the only way we were entering the zone. See, I, I, I disagree with you there a little bit, just because... I would go back and watch that power play because we didn't get into the zone unless Guriana forced us in there. He was the only the, one moving the puck at all, in my opinion. He, I, I did write at the 8 minute and 30 second mark that he did have a really good chance, a really good rush chance. He, he was able to get uh, use his speed to get around the defenseman, but nothing came of it either, and he still was not able to execute. That was one of the big things tonight. Um, I think it was more of a lack of the Stars getting some offense and... Pete DeBoer is just like, well, <laughs> why not? <laughs> just threw him and tried it. And it, well, it, it kind of worked, but at too. the same time, it didn't. Yes, that's that's also a good point, too. I didn't think about that. that that's also a good point. Um, after Gary on off, we get that rush chance uh, where he's able to go around the defenseman. Fox would take a penalty. Stars would go on the penalty kill again. Terrible uh, penalty, by could, the way. It was awful. I mean, in neutral zone, you're just gonna, he's just stuck the stick in his skates. What are you doing? What are you even thinking? Yeah. It was idiotic. And the Stars killed the penalty, and then uh, Amanda and Mom were yelling at me because I was yelling at the refs because they missed two calls, real obvious, legit back-to-back within five seconds of one another. And that was really frustrating for me, but it's not like the Stars were going to do anything on the power play anyways. So the the only other thing I wrote is Pavelski had a chance when Otter was pulled, and then Bergeron puts the empty net goal in with 26 seconds remaining. So 3-1 to Boston there. And uh, what was your thoughts overall of the third period, Christian? Well, the third period sucked, but that's kind of expected. I mean, six period, 48 hours. That's fine. Overall, I'm, I, I, I sound really upset about this game, but all things considered, you're on the second night of a back-to-back. You don't have your best player on the ice, and we weren't expecting that at all. I, I, don't, I don't hate it too much. Um, we really had a chance to get a point at the end of the game, too. So I'm not super upset about it. I'm still more upset about the Ottawa game. So that's where you needed to get points. But this one doesn't feel as bad to me as that one did. Yeah, I don't feel as upset about this game as last night. And maybe it's just because I know that the Stars didn't have a lot of gas left in them. And they still were able to put up a little bit of a fight. But Mm -hmm. Boston didn't look good tonight. And even if they just pushed just a little bit more, executed just a little bit more, we could have seen... Us, you know, steal a couple of points in this game because, because I, I mean, be honest with me. Did you think that Boston played a really good game? Because I didn't think they did. No, but I think it. You need to give the Stars some credit because they've made a lot of teams not look very good recently, and I think that's due to a lot to the pressure that we put on other teams. I mean, the forecheck that we have is aggressive and makes people make a, the correct decision and execute it perfectly 
really quickly. So that causes a lot of mistakes, causes a lot of turnovers in their own zone on the blue line and in the neutral zone. And I think that's why we feel like a lot of teams are playing bad against us is because it's actually our system or, or our four checks more specifically working correctly. So I'm kind of, I agree a little, but I'll, I'll fight back a little as well. So what happened tonight, Chris? What, what, what's, what happened tonight that was either concerning the, or was very good? The first two lines didn't score. That was why we lost. I mean, and that happened last night too. You need your top guys to score goals. If they're not going to score goals, we're not going to win games. That's true of every team in the NHL. I mean, honestly. So they need to hit the score sheet. I mean, I don't care that Pavelski had three points and the whole first line had nine or whatever it was. They have to score every game or else we're not going to win. The end. If we can see Sagan and that and Marchment score more regularly, then maybe we don't have to rely on that top line yeah. as much. But yeah, it doesn't you're, you're right. We're, we're still having to, to rely be, on them. Yeah, one of the two top lines needs to score goals, and neither of them scored goals, which is very concerning when you have two really good lines now. So, yeah, it's tough. Biggest winner and biggest loser for, for you tonight, Christian. Biggest winner, I'm giving it to Joel Hanley. You know, I've been a Hanley hater for a while. Yeah, the, that's in, right, Christian. Yeah. You've always defense, hated on my favorite players. In the Hanley seventh and defenseman role. Shush, I'm complimenting. In the seventh defenseman role, <laughs> he is very good. He he comes into games cold as heck. He hasn't touched the ice at all this season, and he looked very decent. I mean, he wasn't super noticeable, which in the role he's in, perfect. That's he perfect. He did his job fine. So very happy with him. I think he's probably one of the best seventh defensemen. Like, that's his sole job in the league. So I'll give him that. Who's your biggest winner? Give us some you want to do your biggest loser first? Or you want me to do? My I'll give my biggest loser first. Yeah. My biggest loser first is Suter because he sucked. I mean, he got a lot of minutes. <laughs> he's an old man. He's an old man with almost thirty minutes of ice time tonight. Goodness, that's that's. But boy, that's crazy. did he look like he was an old man who had thirty minutes of ice time, which is not great. <laughs> so, that second goal, I give a lot of blame to him, and. Just towards the end of the game and the end of the second period, he got beat a lot and just out-muscled and, yeah, don't like. And making poor plays in his own zone trying to exit. He did not look good at all for that. So, You know, for most of these games, when we lose, I have a lot of big losers, but I really don't have a lot of big losers tonight, which is surprising. I actually have a couple of big winners. Um, I've got two, and I'm, I can't I can't choose one from the other. Uh, first one is Ty Delandria. Uh, he's looked fantastic in just about every aspect of his game that he's been doing and he fits into the system that Pete DeBoer is asking them to play very very well and I think that is very very nice for Ty Delandria. I don't see him getting pushed out of the lineup anytime soon the second one is uh, Mr. Drake Ottinger and I know that we talk about him quite a bit on this podcast but there was he he completely deserves it I mean uh, before tonight he was four and oh and this was during the second period when the Stars were dominating in the period, but uh, I got this stat from the broadcast. 4-0, a 1.25 goals against average. That is absolutely ridiculous. And a 9.59 save percentage. Ridiculous, okay? And then the two goals that beat him tonight, one was an absolute perfect shot from one of the best goal scorers from the past half decade, and the second one was a complete fluke. 
<laughs> yeah. I don't I mean, think what, he's, what else can you ask him to do? I don't think he's let a bad goal in all season long. I think he's been great. And I mean, tonight he probably, I think he has over 900 save percentage again tonight. Let me can double check real quick. Yeah. 929 save percentage tonight. So he's still boosting his numbers with that. Well, actually, no, that's probably dropping his numbers to be honest. <laughs> And for my biggest loser, I hate to give it to him, but it's it's got to be Giryanov because he's he, he had a mixed bag tonight. And again, he had an opportunity several times to show that he deserves to be in this lineup, to be on the second line, to be on the power play or anything like that. And the only time I can really think of that he had a decent opportunity was in that third period when he finally got put on the power play. I'll and it was that. it was that one rush chance. And that was about it that I saw from him. And yeah. Again, he took a, a, I mean, it was kind of an iffy penalty. Yeah, it was high sticking, but it, it's not like he was being over aggressive or under aggressive or whatever. But he, he's got to assert himself, man. He, yeah. he, he's I getting know every opportunity. Kind of every opportunity is, and he, he's not taking it. He, he's not a young guy anymore. He's not a young guy anymore. He's like in between veteran and young player status. And we can't afford for him to just sit on the sidelines and do nothing at this point. He's Not got to assert dollars. himself on the power play. Yeah. So he needs he, to score goals. Yeah. And he needs to I, get points. I, again, I, I hate giving it to him because I don't want to, but he's for what he's getting paid for, what we're asking him to do. He's not doing the role that we're asking him to do. Agreed. So, so that's just, that's just me and what I'm feeling like. Um, stats for tonight. Uh, you guys, before we wrap it up here this evening, shots on goal for through the game in the first period, 11 to 10 in favor of the Stars, 10 to 12 in favor of the Boston Bruins, and 10 to 7 in favor of the Stars. Uh, stars do outshoot the Bruins tonight by a two point mar- or a two shot margin, 31 to 29. The power play went one for four for the Boston Bruins, over three for the Stars. Uh, faceoff percentage, Bergeron absolutely destroyed us in the faceoff dot tonight. Just on a side note, uh, 53% compared to 47%. And then the hits were 32 to 28 in favor of the Stars tonight. So overall, a decent game on a second night of a back-to-back, but it's a game that I felt like we could have won and we could have we could have really used. So hopefully this uh, will not continue for the Dallas Stars and we'll see a win on Thursday. Hopefully Miro back. Yes. And yeah. he is day-to-day, so it's not like it's a week-to-week thing, but... It's still it's still very concerning that yeah. your best best defenseman is already hurt this early in the season. So yeah, next game is on Thursday. We're sticking with the Eastern Conference. We got Washington. Then on Saturday we got New York for a matinee. That Washington game is at seven thirty though in the AAC, and that will be nice. Um, anything else we need to mention here tonight, Chris? Come watch us tomorrow, ten fifteen. We'll be back with you guys again tomorrow night for our longer episode where we'll talk about numerous things that are going on through the season, NHL stuff, and just Dallas Stars stuff. And we'll also be back with you guys on Thursday as well for an after-game review after that game. So along with Chris, my name is Ryan. Thank you for listening to After Game Review for game number seven against the Boston Bruins. Stars lose by final score of 3-1. to one. Thank you to DraftKings once again, and we will catch you guys on the flip side. We hope you guys have a good afternoon, evening, whenever y'all is. See you guys later. Morning. Morning, whatever.